I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. All right, you are listening to Drink of Ages Radio. I am John Denman, your host tonight, and DJ Muskratch is a producer. And this episode of Drink of Ages Radio is brewed up by our friends at Firestone Walker. Their Velvet Merlin Oat Mill Stout has been transformed into a mind-blowing mouthful known as Nitro Merlin Milk Stout. The added ingredient is lactose, a.k.a. milk sugar, and when Velvet Merlin is brewed with milk sugar to create this Nitro Merlin Milk Stout, the effect is similar to adding cream to your dark roasted coffee. The wizardry comes via the nitro gas, and if you have not tried Nitro Merlin Milk Stout, then you're definitely missing something in your life. Master the surge pour from a 12-ounce can or get some on draft at your good beer stops. And, man, this week we have a really fun show. Uh, some real badasses of the craft beer world. Last Tuesday, we were at Brash for a Q&A discussion with Brock Wagner from St. Arnold, Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn Brewery, Jeremy Danner from Boulevard, and Vince Mandeville from Brash. Who are these people, they ask? Well, Brock Wagner is a founder of Houston's oldest brewery, St. Arnold. Now working on their 24th year, Brock brings to the table years of knowledge and experience that has witnessed the transformation in Houston's craft beer industry firsthand. Garrett Oliver is Brooklyn Brewery's brewmaster, editor-in-chief of the Oxford Companion to Beer. One of my favorite books, he authored The Brewmaster's Table and winner of the 2014 James Baird Award for Excellent Wine, Beer, or Spirits Professional. As he stated uh, during the beer dinner, he has been brewing for about 400 years. Brooklyn Brewery started in 1988 and has grown to worldwide distribution. Next is Jeremy Danner, and Jeremy is the ambassador brewer of Boulevard. For many of us, the face and voice of Boulevard Brewing. But they opened up in 1989 in Kansas City, Missouri, and over the years, Boulevard have, has expanded to 38 states and to the District of Columbia. Last, we have Vince Bandeville. You know, a lot of people in Houston know who this guy is. Vince is the head brewer at Brash, and before that, he was a head brewer at St. Arnold. His experience and approach to brewing has helped create some of the best beers in Houston. This was an entertaining night, and we'll play the edited version of the conversation because this is ESPN, and recorded live from Brash Brewery, here is Brock, Garrett, Jeremy, and Vince. Check. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. What are we doing here? I don't know. Apparently, it's a panel. Someday, when Obama. I'm awfully low, I'm in fear for my life. And the world the is cold. The law. I think I will I, feel a glow. We are electric. Yeah. <laughs> and the way you look, feelings tonight. More than feelings. All right. So, uh, uh, what are we doing here? Who's Ladies, in I think we should probably introduce ourselves. I, I I've got no game. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, Hello. I, I I think I disagree with you on that no uh, game thing. My my uh, my you know, my hip. warp core is buckling. Yeah, a hip, a hop, oh, yeah. a hippie to the hippie. <laughs> hey, on mic three, Don't can you ever you, do that you, again? Can you make sure you turn the suck knob down on mic three, <laughs> please? All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that it has a lot of suck. Hello. Vince, you ignorant slut. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I have worked wow. my entire life yeah. to avoid having to hang out with sluts like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I am told 
is someone moderating this panel? We need to be moderated. We're, like someone's gonna bring moderation. Not uh, it. Apparently, uh, Garrett, you're be, you're gonna be moderating the panel. I'll be moderating the panel. They, they and will be, on the panel itself. You'll never have any moderation if you got me <laughs> modulating. I, I'm the guy who removes the modulator. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, then we don't have one now. <laughs> I just I disconnected that a long time ago. All right. You've heard the comments. I've made the comments. <laughs> Sure, I'm, uh, I'm Jeremy Danner from Boulevard Brewing Company, and I am not Garrett Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. I'm Vince Mandeville from Brash Brewing, and I don't know how the hell I'm on this panel. I'm only here for a picture. <laughs> I'm Garrett Oliver from Brooklyn. Do you know Brooklyn? <laughs> Thank you for having us, Ethan. <laughs> I'm Brock Wagner it. from St. Arnold, and I'm here to learn fashion advice from Garrett Oliver. Yeah. All right, so now how? Now where we go? Moderator. What you want to know? I, I, you know? I'm happy to answer any questions. I am 400 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have always been here. Okay, Jeremy, boxers yes, or briefs? Boxers, dude. I'm I'm so freaked out by briefs, like. They really change the landscape down there, man. <laughs> I can't do it at all. Like, I get freaked out by socks. Hey, Jeremy, I'm going to say uh, I like the boxer briefs. You know, what? it's sort of the connection between both of them. I can't do it, dude. Yeah, I get, I get really freaked out. Right. Now you know. I prefer to maintain some mystery. <laughs> about these things because you know them now what is waiting for later <laughs> now you wonder what is happening with Garrett and you think about it later when you don't want to hang on let me see wait <laughs> what is happening with Garrett it's like, okay. you, know, it's like, you know it's like I'm not sure Garrett's wearing any underwear <laughs> Just impressive. That's all you need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure either. Penis jokes always funny, always appropriate. Yes. This is what happens when there's no moderator. Well, yeah, I was like, what? Yo, <laughs> right. Okay. If there. Okay, a question. Uh, Mets. Being, you know, being for the Yankees is like saying that you like sunshine and money and puppies. Yeah. It's like, sure you do. Astros. <laughs> Royals. What? Yeah. Astros. Yeah, of course. I, co I converted about 13 years ago. I'm going to start interviewing people any minute now. <laughs> hey, let it go. Let it go. We have the microphone. It's our show. Yeah. Period. Well, I, I never homebrewed. The first batch of beer I ever made was set. <laughs> wow, yeah. that, went, that went south fast. That's such a homebrewer reaction. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, snap. Uh, the first batch of beer I ever made was seven barrels, and it was, um, it was an IPA called uh, Cape of Good Hope IPA at 75th Street. And I had no idea what I was doing. 
Um, but that, that's a great way to learn how to brew is to jump in and figure it out. It's like, um, it's like when, you, when you jump out of a plane and learn on the way down is what I did. <laughs> Which is um, not advisable, but it's what happened. Pull the cord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was, there was no cord. Yeah. Mine was a stout, uh, and it was the same stout I used to actually get a job at St. Arnold with Brock over there. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good. Yeah. Uh, I brewed a pale ale called Blast, uh, 1984, brewed from a British, you know, uh, brewing kit. Um, and I followed the instructions, which told me to add, like, about 40% sugar, because I didn't realize that British brewing kits of that, of that time were intended to make cheap beer, not good beer, because in Britain they already had good beer. So what people were doing home brewing was for, was for uh, doing cheap beer. So uh, I quickly learned after Blast, which had a really cool label and was based on uh, a, a journal by, uh, by the vorticist artist Wyndham Lewis. And you can uh, look him up. And a name, and a name, just like most homebrewers would do. Name, like yeah. we name it before we make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, had, I had an idea, and I was like, we're gonna blow this all up. Yeah. And, and, and 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 it was basically, you know, based based after uh, 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 of all things, the way that we're gonna blow it all up in 1984 was making something that tasted like Samuel Smith's pale ale. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was throwing down hard. Yeah. People never ever saw anything like that. <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was three years old in 1984. <laughs> but I, I love you, man. I love you, Garrett. I, I, I told you, 400 years old, I have always <laughs> been here. I have crossed oceans of time to be with you, Jeremy. <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I'm intimidated now. So, like Vince, I started with a stout, Edward Lafayette, named after my great-great-grandfather. And uh, I did have a lovely dot matrix label that I printed for it. And uh, it, it actually turned out well. And then I brewed a porter, and it turned out well. And then I got ballsy, and I brewed, out a, I brewed a pale ale as my third beer, because I was feeling really good. So, when did you get kicked out of uh, your... Did you ever get kicked out of your uh, dorm room? No, I was on double secret probation at Rice. <laughs> but that was actually for beer marathon, right. not for running the pub out of my dorm room, which was not condoned by the university. My favorite part is everything I did was wrong. Everything would have gotten me in trouble, and it was a different time, and they did not take kindly on those things. Now they think it's an awesome story, and they actually tell it. We need to take a break. We will be back with more Q&A with Brock Wagner, Garrett Oliver, Jeremy Danner, and Vince Bandeville. So, my friend, you count in your chicken before they hatch. Huh? Hey, senor. Nobody pull a gun on a priest. Who say so? Me, Cipriano. So you come back to mash up the place. But I say, be still. Tis I who got the pill. For 
If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Spindle Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Juiston, Houston Haze, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. Six and a half percent, nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. No Label Brewing is putting out some great beers, people. If they're not on your radar, they should be. The latest release, Irish Red Ale, is another great one. This seasonal brew is just hitting the market and bottles in on draft and just over five percent. No Label Brewing Company's Irish Red Ale is one for your pint glass. Only out for a short time, so try some before it is gone. No need to look for a rainbow. You have found a pot of gold with this brew. Back and we continue the discussion at Brass Brewery with Brock Wagner, Garrett Oliver, Jeremy Danner, and Vince Mandeville. Next question. Make more money. <laughs> uh, my, my, yeah, so mine's I have easy. no idea. 
I would have opened someplace other than Texas. Because the laws here sucked. That's what I would, I, I did, I remember being really frustrated in like 2001, 2002, like having been doing this for, you know, at that point, I guess about uh, seven, eight years. And we hadn't really, we'd gotten about 5,000 barrels and we couldn't get any bigger. And I mapped out every brewery in the country that was bigger than us. And at that point, there were, I think, I think we were like the number 70 brewery in the country. He's like, death list. Yeah. <laughs> People you, too you could, you, could, you could draw a line right basically on the south side of San Francisco, straight across the country, and every brewery that was bigger than us was north of that line, with two exceptions, Abita and Stone. So, but the biggest thing is open in a state that, that has good laws. And that was really hard in the beginning. So that's what I would have done differently. Yeah. And by the way, I'm really happy that I did it and persevered. And thank God I'm still here, unlike all the other ones who started around I'm, the same time. I'm happy time, he did it because we're here. Yeah, man. It wasn't easy. Yeah. If it wasn't for Brock, it was brutal. we wouldn't be here. So. Yeah, go on. No, no, go on. Oh, it's your no, turn Keep now. going, Vince. What? No, no. I feel like um, as I look back on my brew pub experience, if I would have known like half things I know now, I would have done so many different things. Um, I feel like at the brew pub, I was like a cook. I was the head cook, and I knew how to make things according to the recipe, but I wasn't the chef. I didn't know how things would change if I did this or that. And uh, I, I think that's what a lot of people who work in big breweries feel like. Like if I could go back and know the things I know now, I could do amazing things at a brew pub. You know, like, but, but at the same time, like, we're, we're tied, we work for a business and we have to do things that make sense. And, and if I could go back and do things that don't make sense, I would do everything that doesn't make sense. Uh, well, I'm moving backwards through time. I'm doing more things that don't make sense, you know, which is why we have 70 beers that we don't sell to the public. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's working. It's totally working. Yeah. Ask the accounting department, like totally works. Yeah, like you know, it's like all these like 70 beers that we don't sell. It's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's why you're drinking some of that, uh, you know, yeah. right now. But um, we're also making beers that we do sell. So I'm like, you get, you know, like two for you, one for me. Yep. Three yep. for yeah. you, one, two for me. Like we make, you know, thir- <laughs> we, yeah, we make 30 beers that have no plans at all, except that we like them. And, and that's cool. But at the same time, like we have to make beer that makes money, which is confusing. But at the same time, like want to make beer that we want to make, so we make those beers, too. Well, you know, there are these little grenades that are called flashbangs. Yeah. And I find, like, and they, like, they make a loud noise. They don't hurt people that much. They have loud flashing noise. Sure. And I find if you throw them at the accounting department, yeah. they're really disoriented oh, they're for, so like, confused. Yeah. hours. We should all make a beer called Flashbang IPA. Flashbang. I like yeah. it. Or, or call it Flashbang. <laughs> yeah. The jump by that, Jeremy, I, I, I want that now. Like flashback IPA, I'm feeling it. <laughs> Brock, what have been your major mistakes? <laughs> no, here's the question. What is the most humiliating thing, and I'm going for humiliating, that actually happened in the brewery involving yourself? Oh, God, dude. So um, <laughs> I know exactly what to talk about. 
Years oh, ago, I don't, but I'm waiting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Years ago, we, um, we started making 80-acre hoppy wheat beer. And it's a beer that we dry hop during fermentation. And we forgot to think about the fact that during fermentation, there's still CO2 in solution. Oh, I've seen that picture. Right, yeah. You see, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's off. Yeah, no, it's on, it's on my phone right now. So we're, um, uh, me and a fellow brewer named Dustin, who now works for uh, Deschutes as their barrel guy, we're on top of a tank, and we start dumping hops in a, in a funnel, and the hops start slowing down, and then they stop, and they start coming back out of the funnel. You get and, that nice oh yeah, cool no, yeah, 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 yeah. coming yeah. up. Yeah. And Dustin looks at me, and he goes, we should go. And um, <laughs> at, at that point, that's when the hops start shooting like, out yeah. of the funnel, and I'm like, hey, bro, my feet feel wet. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. That's, a, that's a common CO2 poisoning. Green in the, green in the hole. Yeah. You're like, oh, my... My feet are the wet, green bro. Volcano. Yeah. Um, but when you when you, when you get overwhelmed by CO2, you're like, my feet feel wet. It's weird. <laughs> so uh, the hops start shooting out, and we pull back. And for about five minutes, beer shoots like 15 feet out of the tank, and yeah. um, we should go. Yeah. Um, should there, go. There's a there's a really long drawn out joke about. I'm so sorry for telling this. Is this going to be? Are we recording this? Okay, cool. He's like, yeah, bro, we are. There's a joke about um, a, a giant pig at a state fair, and there's a, there's a cork in the pig's butt, and something happens where somebody pulls the cork out of the pig's butt, and the joke, I, I, I don't know the full joke, but the punchline is like, I don't know what I saw, but like, this one guy going, and, and the, that's what happens. You're like, there's all You're this trying CO- to put the, yeah. the cork in the like, pig's butt I don't again. know what to do. And all the, all the CO2's coming out, and the beer's coming out, and like, I'm going to try to pluck it, but then you realize we should go. So that, that's my worst thing. And it was crazy. It was five minutes of insanity, man. I've, I've never seen that happen since. Jeremy has never been truly humiliated. Yeah. <laughs> I've made oh, bad my choices. Surely you can do better. <laughs> so there was this guy named Chris Keller that used to work for St. Arnold. I was, uh, yeah, everybody knows Keller, right? Chris Keller? Yeah. Um, he had a tendency to put yeast all over his body. Seriously, all over his body. Somehow it would just, it, if you unhooked a, unhooked a hose, yeast would somehow be on his body. So I was showing somebody through the St. Arnold, the beautiful St. Arnold Brew. I don't know if you guys have ever been to St. Arnold Brewing Company, but you probably, you probably should go there because it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. Uh, what? Well, yeah. No, but I was, I was there one day and I was, I was walking a fireman through. I was showing him things, and Chris just happened to be working on a tank that day right near us and i said hey chris can you wait until we pass by before you do whatever you're doing but of course he opened that clamp and yes we all got sprayed with yeast which is called the money shot (laughs) you know the money shot oh yes you've had it all right so that's that's mine not as not as funny as jeremy's Brock, surely you can do better than this. 
you must have been much more humiliated. Well, my, mine was actually a, a result of the product that we made. It was the first year, the first year that we did uh, a barrel-aged beer. I think it was about 2003 or four, and we we filled up a bourbon barrel with uh, an imperial stout. Are we, ta- are we talking about? And it was it was St. Patrick's Day party. Oh, oh no. And it fell on a Friday. I was there that day. And uh, it was a good beer. It was a really good beer. We never you made liked, a barrel aged You liked it, bro. Stout before. I, I did. I did like it. In fact, I liked it a lot. In fact, I had uh, let's just say several pints of it. And I'm not a touchy feely person. There are some people I have not seen back at the brewery since that night. <laughs> <laughs> My hugs may have been a little too long. Me too. In front of the husband. But I was happy. I was, it was good. But yeah, the next morning I had the shame. Yeah. Well, all right. I came in, I came in one morning and our guy Tom came to me and said, uh, we got a problem. Uh, it's like, what happens? It's like, I dry hop fermenter number 12. I'm like, what's in there? And he's like, vice beer. And it was the middle of summer and we needed the vice beer. It's like, how long ago? It's like, it's been 10 hours. So I go back. The beer needs to be hazy, but we need the hot particles from the dry hopping to come out. And I'm thinking about how we can get it out. So I went to the pharmacy. And I got uh, two pairs of, I said, what's the largest size of pantyhose that you, you have? You did not do that, did you? Uh, and they said, they said, they, they said queen, queen size. Are you hearing what he's doing? And I'm like, okay, pantyhose. I'll have two pairs of queen size pantyhose. And so we got back to the brewery. I got an open top tank and, and you know, <laughs> sterilized the pantyhose. You boil them. Yeah, okay. Were they they flesh or tan? Uh, uh, They were. Oh, they were flesh colored. And uh, 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 well, you know, which is a racist question, but (laughs) Uh, uh, I didn't say what flesh. (laughs) The devil Uh, is in the detail. And then uh, you know, taped around the end of the hose and sprayed it all off as well as we can, and we start to run. Wow. The vice beer oh, no. through the pantyhose <laughs> into an open tank, and then we're pumping out of the open tank back into the fermenter, and we're that's like, "This best, is working." That's the best version of that beer ever, right? And it's and, it, and it's working. You know, the particles are coming out, and the haze is still in. We run through the two pairs of pantyhose, and and two, and and but they keep they slow down, and then they're done. So then, and I still to this day do not know why it ended up being me. As it ought not to have been, because I didn't do this. I, you know, the second pair was filled up, and I went back to the pharmacy, like an hour and a half later, and I said to the lady behind the desk, I need three more pairs of queen-size pantyhose. And she just looked at me, and she was like, I said, oh, no, darling. It's not like that. You know, like, a tank's been dry hopped. She's like, 
It's like, I'm a brewer and a, you know, a thing happens, like, sure it did. Yeah, I'll be happy to get those for you. And now we know the and answer of boxes or briefs. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a break. We will be back with more Q&A with Brock Wagner, Garrett Oliver, Jeremy Danner, and Vince Bandeville. So I went my train, moved back home and made my garment and my song. Nobody could send me to talk to the machine stand. Cash Branding has to be your go-to source for branded merchandise and apparel. Cash Branding does it all, from imprinted glassware, coasters, koozies, tin tackers, and bottle openers to dickies and red cap work shirts, t-shirts, and caps. Their apparel decorating options are top-notch, offering embroidery and the latest trends in screen printing, using water-based and discharge inks to achieve that super soft feel. Artwork services and samples are always free. Why go out of town or use multiple supplies for your branded merchandise? Keep it local like we do. Let the badasses at Cash Branding, the official merchandise sponsor of Drink of Ages, kick your branded merchandise and apparel up a notch. Give them a call at 855-376-7638 or check them out, Cash Branding. 
Draft Smiths of Texas is who we use here at Drink of Ages Pub to help keep our beer the tastiest it can be. Properly clean beer lines is a guaranteed way to make sure the beer tastes like the breweries intended. If you need someone to service your draft system and keep it in great shape, call my buddies over at Draft Smiths of Texas at 877-505-3789 or look them up at dstexas.com. Find them at dstexas.com. No! 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 Jeremy Danner and Vince Mandeville. All right, three questions for the crowd, and then like we go back to just drinking. Yeah, man. Somebody, question, question, question. All right. It's not um, for me. It's not law-wise. It's about mentality. For me, the, the biggest obstacle to craft beer right now is snobbery. We are, we are 13% of the market share nationwide, and whenever people post about drinking Coors Light or Bud Light or Miller Light, we say, why not drink better beer? We are not going to get people to drink better beer by mocking them for what they drink. Craft beer should be friendly, and if you have a friend who drinks Bud Light, buy them a Kolsch. 
buy them a gold nail, buy them a craft pilsner, oh, I, I and, and stop with really the bullshit of craft beer snobbery. That's the biggest thing we're facing right now. And, and we're, we're so guilty of like, we play Tempest in the Keith Cattle all the time. We're like, well, these guys are freaking about this or they're freaking about that. But so many people who drink our beer in Kansas City have never said the phrase craft beer ever, and they never will, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're drinking what they feel is good beer. So if you drink beer that tastes good to you, you're doing it properly. I don't think I have to. You, you want to answer? You? I'm so obnoxious about that. I'm sorry. But I refuse to give up on that. It's so important. I, I second that, by the way. I think. Yeah. Beer, to me, beer is, is about something that you drink while you jo- enjoy your friends. If it becomes about the beer, if the beer surpasses your friends, then beer is lost. Again, Brock's right enjoying here. his friends. Again, you know, I, I thought you'd given that up, enjoying your friends. I actually have, you know, if you start trading it like, like uh, baseball cards or you start using it as a commodity, it's not, it's not what it's supposed to be. We actually, we actually make beer for drinking, not for trading or for... Uh, you know, all right. Beer's a soundtrack right. to what we're doing. Beer, beer is what happens in the background of people having a good time with other people. And I, I believe that so strongly, man. Uh, you know, I refer to background beer and headphone beer. Yeah. You got background beer, which is like background music. You put it on and like you're doing something else. Then you got headphone beer, which is like put the headphones on, you know, pay attention to it. And the same way that you have music, you listen to different ways, you have the beer that you drink different ways. And I like the fact that like we got Brooklyn Lager, which is like your background beer, and then we have things like this, which are headphone beer, and you have some things that are that are in between. You know, I think that the main thing that like we need to do, you know, as a, as a community is to really like cut out our unconscious, you know, uh, biases. When we're talking to people about beer, about who we think is going to understand our beer, et cetera. Because I can tell you, I've done over a thousand tastings, and I found it took me a long time to discover this that I would look at a crowd and I'd see some, you know, 80 year old lady at the back of the thing, and she's got a blue rinse, and I'm like, oh man, she's not going to be able to handle this goods. Um, I mean, I need to dumb this down a little bit so that she can get it. And then afterwards, she'll come up and tell me that that was her favorite beer and that it reminds her of this trip that she made to Belgium in 1960 and, like, whatever else. Guys come up to me telling me that they were stationed in Europe during World War II. And it's like I realized then that, like, I was judging people based on their appearance. You know, a bunch of 21-year-old, you know, girls coming in and they're like, we're just here to meet some guys. And, like, we normally drink Coors Light. We don't even like beer. And then afterwards, they're like, like, well, we don't like beer, but where can we get this one, this one, this one, and this one? And they're the biggest, baddest-ass beers that I brought. And people make that leap right away. And the thing is, like, you are never the smartest or most interesting person in the room. You know, and uh, now when I talk to people, I always assume that they're going to go all the way there. And if they don't, they don't like it, that's fine. But I don't, I don't hold anything back from anybody anymore. It's full bore all the time. It's like, you don't like it, great. But people appreciate the fact that you showed it to them and that you didn't try to like, you know, make it, make it nice and easy. You know, people always ask me about the gateway beer. It's like, I don't care about the gateway beer. I'm gonna like, 
I'll lay the whole thing on you right now and eat beers and like see what you like <laughs> and what you don't like, and He's you'll be surprised down. and I'll be surprised, and it's all good. Would you chase very, very popular styles in the moment? Like we have a very, no. very popular style at this point in time. That is, that is actually it's gone beyond New England to. No, oh, I, mean, like, uh, I feel no, like I mean, you want to talk about that stuff. Uh, oh, nobody can she hear got it. Real. He's like, right. we need to position so I was asking him, right would they chase styles just because, you know, you can make money on that style? I don't, like, you know, I mean, New England IPA is not a style. I've had some good ones. I've had a lot of bad ones. You know, I, I don't think that, you know, it's not a thing that matters to me or seems very different to me. People talk about hot bursting. And then I hear the technique. I'm like, dude, we've been doing that for 20 years. Yeah, it's same late thing. And it's like, yeah, we've all know, been I mean, doing it. It's, all, it's yeah. all the same stuff. And then yeah. you talk to we've hot scientists, it. and they're like, well, is there a truth to like this theory? And they're like, no, we've studied it. There's nothing here. And I think that the fact that the fact is, people do drink with their eyes. You know, and you know that the New England IPA style is based on a cultural moment which takes together the visuals and the can. It's always a can, can't be a bottle. Yep. Um, and, 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 and the rarity and the rating online. Yeah, but I mean, you think about it now, every single New England IPA is, is, is in a can. You know, they don't, you know, it's, it's, it's a thing that's really based around visual culture, which is fine. Like, I love Instagram, but do I think that that is gonna be a style that's gonna matter in 100 years? Like, so many no. other styles is like, well, no, no I actually yeah. don't think so. But like, if you're having a good time with it now and it brings you in and you're excited and you're having a good time, I'm not going to tell you what kind of music to listen to or what kind of food to eat or what kind of beer to drink. You know, you have your good time and I'm going to go have my good time, you know, and it's all good. I don't care. We need to take a break. We will be back with more Q&A with Brock Wagner, Garrett Oliver, Jeremy Danner and Vince Bandeville. You know that we're down with what you like With what you like And though we're usually on the serious tip Check it out Tonight we're gonna flip and trip And let it all hang out tonight We're gonna say what we like Cause yo yo We wanna know how many people in the flow Would like to just let yourselves go and do what you like What's tonight's your night? Just eat food Try not to be crude or rude Kill the attitude Chill the serious mood And do what you like and do what you like. Everybody do what you like. I see guys and girls dancing. Yeah, but do, do what, what you like. like. I see guys and girls dancing. Just do what you like. I see guys and girls dancing. Yo, go where you like. I see guys and girls dancing. I mean rich, poor, high, lower, upper, middle class. Let's all get together and have a few laughs and do what we like. And do what we like. And since you came here, you gotta show and prove And do that dance until it don't move Do what you like Sometimes I bite 
Now if you're hungry, get yourself something to eat. And if you're dirty, then go take a bath. Messed up the line? Nope, sometimes I don't rhyme. Help yourself to a cracker with a spread of cheddar cheese. Have a neck bone. You don't have to say please. Eat what you like. Yo, smell how you like. Everybody do what you like. Do what you like. Fiddle Tap is killing it with their IPAs, Heavy Hands, Justin, Houston Hayes, Draped Up. All have been phenomenal brews. With all the tasty releases, man, don't forget about Hop Gusher. This has been one of my favorite go-to beers for a while now. 6.5% nicely balanced with a blast of hoppy aroma. The citrus taste and slight bitterness makes this a crowd pleaser. Grab some Hop Gusher and make this a regular in your beer fridge. No Label Brewing is putting out some great beers, people. If they're not on your radar, they should be. The latest release, Irish Red Ale, is another great one. This seasonal brew is just hitting the market and bottles in on draft and just over 5%. No Label Brewing Company's Irish Red Ale is one for your pint glass. Only out for a short time, so try some before it is gone. No need to look for a rainbow. You have found a pot of gold with this brew. If you are a fan of good beer, then come by Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive in Montrose. We have over 200 beers with 32 specialty rotating taps of badass beers, cider, kombucha, and cold-brewed nitro coffee. Take a 32-ounce growler or build a mixed six-pack to go. You can even bring your own growlers in, and we will fill them. Drink of Ages Pub, badass beer for here, badass beer to go. Garrett Oliver, Jeremy Danner, and Vince Mandeville. So the question is, what's the beer style we're inter interested in, like, reconnecting to or bringing back, right? How dare you slag Cezanne? I, I, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like do, do I say that out loud or what do I do, man? I'm like, yeah, no, I'm he slags Cezanne. Yeah, like, um, I've been bringing Cezanne since 1998, and right, I still love yeah. him. I love um, I love drinkable beer. The uh, the notion that beer should be hard to drink is bullshit. Like like I watch people drink beer and they're like they go, that's good, and their face says that's not good. That was hard to drink. So like <laughs> yeah. like regular beer is king, man. So like I'm so excited we make make a good Kolsch, make a good pale ale, make a good Radler. 
Thank I, you, I, you know, un, Unfiltered Hellas, man. Yeah. Unfiltered uh, Hellas. Keller beer. Yeah. Uh, Keller beer all yeah. day, every day. Like regular you know, beer like, is good, man. Keller beer. Yeah, we make that at our uh, our sister brewery in uh, in Stockholm, and like you know, we made it ourselves for a while. And every time I go over there and drink it, I feel like really uh, I feel nostalgic for that. Hey, Brock, I you love, have like I love ten questions now. Brock Wagner is back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Brock Wagner. Oh, that that hurt, ladies and gentlemen. I felt it moved the table. Okay. Yeah. Uh, vodka. vodka. They have water. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I, I. I would tell you. You might not like it, but it's true. I. 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 I'm not gonna drink it. I. Re- I. I really hate that stuff. <laughs> water. Yeah. Yeah, water. I'm. Uh, and, and you know what? Uh, here. Here. Here's the thing that. Here's the big change. Here's a big change in the culture. This is what I used to do. You go to a party 10 years ago, and you don't know whether there's going to be any craft beer at the party. Walk in the front door. Can y'all look in tell the me everything that wherever. you said? You don't see any craft beer. No, you, you, go to the, you go to the bedroom, and you slide your sixer under the bed. Yeah, dude. Now, in water. my know got to be water. Thing, Garrett's a terrible person. But have you been? Okay, I got one liver. Have, have you been? Have you been on an airplane? And remember, they tell you that if the oxygen mask comes down, you need to put the mask on yourself before you help the child. Goddamn right. <laughs> I I feel that being a guest at a party is kind of like that. Your job going to a party is to be a good guest, and I cannot be a good guest if I am deeply unhappy. And if I have nothing to drink. I'm going to be deeply unhappy, and therefore, to be a good guest for my host, I need to have something good to drink. So I need to take care of myself, and then I can help the child. And so now that doesn't happen anymore because when you go to a party, there's always something good to drink. You don't need to be sneaking stuff under the bed anymore, and everything can be out in the open, and life is beautiful. Come on, man. This progress. That's That's true, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me you never put beer under the bed, Jeremy. You're looking like you put a lot of beer under some beds, haven't you? There's beer under beds, bed. closets. I know, I know. Yeah, shelves. I love me more than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. No, there's t- there's there's too there's too many. I got a whole. You know, I got like eight books worth of favorite beer pairings. Yeah. But, I mean, there are surprising beer pairings. There are things that I never thought were going to work. I usually don't allow anybody else to come up with the pairings that I'm doing for the dinner. I do the pairings and they do the food. But I did one thing in Norway once where I was working with a chef who really wanted to serve our creek with this salmon dish. And I'm like, creek and salmon. Cherries and salmon. I'm like, that is the nastiest thing I've ever heard of in my whole life. It's like, that sounds terrible, you know, and it, tur- and it turned out it was an awesome pairing, you know, and I learned something. So, you know, you, you, you never know. A lot of good stuff.
Mine is. Yep. I, I think my favorite pairings, two of them Mine is very Pussy Wagon and Taco One Bell. Is, like, when I, I remember eating an artichoke and having our For the whale. And, like, artichoke is something that, like, is a wine, like, people run screaming from the room. And I just, I was having artichoke because I like artichoke. And I opened Amber Ale. It was right when the brewery opened. I was like, oh, my God, this is a great pairing. And the other one is Amber Ale and Gulf Coast Oysters. In January and February when they're big and fatty and sweet, nothing beats that. Burn-ins. Do you guys know what burn-ins are here in Texas? Oysters and beer. Oh, burn like, 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 you're talking about brisket and beer. Like, no, beer. no, no, it's not. Uh, no, we, no, we don't know anything well about brisket no, here. No, yeah. We don't know anything about brisket like, here like, in Texas. I, yeah. I think you guys know a little bit about barbecue. I thought here. he said Bernays, too. I did, too. I came here to start shit. I was, I, I was, in, I was all impressed. Jeremy knows about this Bernays sauce. He's burning <laughs> what? <laughs> No, I know mother sauce too, bro. Yeah, I do. I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to not get fired. <laughs> All right. Now that we are rambling, uh, I, 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 I think it's time for us, you know, you to go on drinking, us to ramble to the bar, and we'll drink out there and have a conversation together because, uh, you know, we're gonna start boring you real soon if we haven't yet. Um, it was a very entertaining evening with some of the biggest names in craft beer and you know, everybody that attended. We all had a great time. Lots of laughs were had. And the unedited version will be sent over to the people that were a part of this. So you will be able to find that online and get into some of the jokes that we were not able to air here on ESPN. But uh, this episode was brought to you by Firestone Walker. They're a uh, Velvet Merlin Oatmeal Stout. And you can stop by Drink of Age Pub and get some. And you can find it uh, just around town right now. It's absolutely delicious. Get out there and get some. And you can listen to old shows sponsored by Buffalo Bay Brewing Company by going to iTunes or go to SoundCloud. Do a search for Drink of Ages, Badass Beers, Badass Music, and you will find it. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll do it again next week live from Drink of Ages Pub. See you then. in my vault.